Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, how has your summer been? This is our first episode of the 2023-24 season. Yeah, it's been uh it's been good. Uh a lot of uh traveling, but now kind of settling down right now. But uh it's been a while, you know, since our last time we got together. Uh so it's kind of cool to kind of get back into the the swing of things and you know, you got basketball, college basketball around around the corner. NBA is getting ready to start up right now. You know, football is in full swing. So it's a, it's a good time to watch a lot of sports right now. It is. And, uh, yeah, um, basketball practice has started for the Blue Devils. Uh, for every team around the country, it started a couple weeks ago. Uh, they've got, they're getting things going. Um, I'm actually at Wallace Wade Stadium right now as we take this. I'm here for a football event today and because uh, Duke football is – it's a big deal this season. So <laughs> it definitely is. I mean, uh, I was kind of mad that Notre Dame did what they did last. I mean, this past game when they should have yeah. done it, you know, at Wallace Way Stadium a couple weeks ago. So I was hoping for a big time, like, you know, rally the last, I want to say 35 seconds before Rally got hurt. Um, yeah. obviously that, that that sucks. And I'm, I'm glad it wasn't as serious as I thought it was going to be when I saw the actual, you know, injury, but I'm glad that, uh, you know, Duke football is actually, you know, making a lot of noise. And it's been great to kind of see how that transitioned from when I even when I was in school to what it is right now. It's it's made a big difference in the basketball team. I know this is we usually talk about it's Duke basketball we talk about in this podcast. And uh, I will say they have been well represented at games. Uh, they've come out a lot with us. The students are packing their section and, and the basketball teams right there on the front row a lot of times. Derek Lively was back for the first game when they played Clemson. Uh, Paulo was back for the Paulo, last game. Yep, 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 yeah, I saw yeah. Paulo. So, I mean, even our former uh, basketball players are coming back to support that. So, it's it's great to see, uh, you know, our team is supporting their team as well, too. So, it's, it's great to see everybody doing well and everybody's, uh, you know, supporting each other. Coach K made an appearance on game day. Uh, it was taped okay. game day. He was finally here for football. Um, okay. Well, that's the second go- time. That's the second time it was here for football. Clemson and then uh, Notre Dame. No, the actual ESPN game day show. Oh, just, oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. They okay, brought okay, the game okay. day show. Okay, first time okay, it's ever you. happened for. I can't remember every year for basketball, but first time for football. <laughs> I got and, you. I got uh, you. Yeah, Elko made Shire a, a custom number thirty football jersey with his name okay. on the back of it. So he brought that okay. to the last time we had a press league with Shire. So it's a good thing. So anyway, okay. we'll, we'll get to basketball <laughs> here. But I, I have to right. mention how great Duke football is doing. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's such a good thing <laughs> for the school and everything. Um uh, but I do want to say, as we get going here, as always, Bet Online has been a, a sponsor of uh, of the Believe in Duke podcast uh, for a while now. We appreciate their support. Bet Online remains the number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for uh, baseball playoffs, uh, boxing, golf, uh, uh, college football, NFL. Uh, a lot of lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, NBA is getting ready to start. Hockey's getting ready to start. So lots of things there. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games. Uh, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. Believe for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. 
So uh, the Blue Devils have started uh, basketball practice a couple weeks ago. Uh, things seem to be going well. Flip, Kyle Filipowski's coming back from his, his double hip surgery. Uh, he's cleared to play full speed. Um, we've seen some clips. Looks like he's um, – he says he, he can move more freely, uh, maybe a little more um, – I saw one spin move in practice he did to get around a defender kind of in the open court. So if he's doing that, that's going to do – uh, be really good for the Blue Devils, I think. It flips even better than last year. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, uh, if he was dealing with those hip issues last year and still was playing as well as he was uh, last year, I can't imagine to see, you know, the the next growth, the next step, you know, the next process in his uh, journey that, you know, of him becoming who he's going to become uh, this year, you know, being completely 100% healthy. So that's something I'm going to be kind of looking forward to. I did notice that, there was also somebody else that I noticed that wasn't playing uh, with that little nine-minute clip that kind of came out on uh, YouTube, and it was uh, Mark Mitchell. And when I first saw that, I was like, I'm hoping that it's not the same knee that he was, uh, you know, dealing with all off-season. But they did say, you know, it wasn't a knee; it was more so the hip flexor. I think they said, um, you know, that kind of gave me a little bit of relief in some aspects. But I just didn't want to see, you know, him go through that again you know, from last year to the kind of carry over this year. Right, right. Um, back to talking about football. Mark Mitchell was out here at one of the games too, so. Okay, uh, he okay. Was, I didn't see my uh, crutches or anything hobbling around. He looked okay there. So good, maybe good. they're just being, you know, a little cautious here in the preseason uh, with, with Mark and after his you know, off-season, off-season stuff. Because the time he talked to us uh, was right at the end of the first week of practice, and he was talking about how, how good he felt, how healthy he was, that kind of stuff. So good, um, good. we'll see how it will. That's something we'll certainly monitor as we go through the preseason here because you want to have everybody going uh, from day one, unlike we've had most any season in the past, I don't know how many years. It's always somebody in the preseason that's kind of hobbled. And right, uh, it sure right. would be nice for everybody to be to be healthy. Um, yeah, so Mark is one of four starters back from last year. Mm-hmm. We mentioned, you know, uh, Flip, uh, Tyrese Proctor, Jeremy Roach are the other two. Um, and then so there's going to be a need for a fifth starter because Lively went to the NBA uh, and uh, and Whitehead. They were two guys that kind of both started in and out of there. Those six guys were the starters all last year off and on. Um, so it looks like Duke wants to go more to a three-guard kind of rotation with uh, maybe Jared McCade or Caleb Foster. Um, I'm just curious what your thoughts are about how how different that's going to make the dynamic on this team if you have, you know, Flip and Mitchell kind of inside, maybe a little bit of Ryan Young, and then just a lot of guys on the perimeter, a lot of speed, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, it's very, this is like very rare in this day and age where we got four out of the five, you know, returning starters, you know, yeah. you know, everybody kind of, you know, jumping around to different schools or going to the, you know, NBA, and we have four guys that came back, which is, you know, very rare. So I just want to, you know, kind of say, you know, how, great that is for our school because, you know, we've been always been a young team, but very talented, but young team. And now that we actually got like, you know, quote unquote, older guys, but, you know, it's only one year, well, three of them kind of modern, one year older. Uh, but it's kind of cool to have, you know, that type of um, uh, persona on our team that we kind of kind of just kind of build around our guys. That's going to be, you know, younger guys that we had came in, you kind of already mentioned Caleb, which uh a few um, episodes ago, I think I I, I told you about, uh, I had kind of went to a gym in LA 
And I saw him, worn, you know, working out. And this is right after he kind of got, you know, quote unquote snuffed from the McDonald's game over, yeah. you know, with, with Bronny. And I'm not sure if he was kind of just mad about that. I'm sure he was. But the way he was looking, I'm like, oh, this guy is really good. I mean, his body frame, the way he pushes the ball up the court. Like, I'm, this is my first time seeing him. So I'm like, oh, this is this, he's going to help us out, you know, mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, obviously, I didn't get a chance to see McCain up close, whatever. But if I'm seeing this guy up close, I'm like, yeah, he's he's the real deal. And, you know, having that firepower come off the bench for us, whether he kind of starts that sometimes during the season or not, you know, you never know how things are, you know, kind of shake up out of, out of the season. But he's a really good player that I had a chance to see personally myself. But as far as the, the three guards, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that how that plays out because I know basketball is more positionless type basketball, and it's kind of like the you know, five best players kind of meshing together. Uh, I do know that having three guys that actually can um, handle the ball, we're not going to be able to, you know, get pressed a lot because, you know, we have three different options that's going to be able to do that and then another one come off the bench. So yeah. there's no way uh, you can sit here and try to you know, press us because uh, we're going to sit here and be like a track team you know, and kind of just go back and forth, you know, and hopefully we're making shots and, and going back and forth from off their misses, you know, during yeah. the season. But uh, we're going to be uh, a team that's probably going to be able to get out and run at every single, you know, turnover basket even made baskets on the by the other team kind of go right back down their throat so it's gonna be interesting to see how that happens uh especially against other teams i'm not sure who will be still playing kind of big and how that will kind of you know determine you know how we kind of react to that yeah i mean we mentioned four four guards right there four pretty high level guards right if mccain and foster as good as they look like they're going to be and what they've shown in practice they are as far as ball handling and distributing and maybe even some scoring too. But so you got Proctor and Roach and you got Foster and McCain. And then we haven't even talked about Jalen Blake's coming back for his junior year. Obviously Jalen's not going to be pushing for starters minutes, but he's somebody who can go out there and play 10, 15 minutes a night if you need, if somebody gets hurt or foul trouble or just needs a blow, right? If you if you're switching guys in and out, that's five ball handlers. And then maybe um, you know, Jaden Shoot would be the sixth one uh, who didn't play as much last year, but now he's a sophomore, should be more able to play. So now you're really deep in the backcourt and you can, you can switch guys in and out and have almost a two platoon system maybe uh, to get some of those guys some rest. So you can just really go at it a lot. Um, I know defensively, they want to really get out and hound the ball as much as they can all the way coming up the court. And of course that takes a lot of stamina and um, depth in the backcourt to be able to do that. But Duke certainly has it and they should be able to use that to turn defense into offense, you know, higher, percentage points, fast break points, which we didn't see as much of from Duke last year. They were more of a half-court defensive team. And I think uh, that's one thing is going to be different about this team. They should play a lot faster and be more athletic. And uh, I think that kind of takes us back to maybe some old Duke, like the old, you know, getting your face, coming over down the court, that kind of defense, right? Yeah, I I, I totally agree. I mean, um, it kind of reminds me just off the top of my head how I think I was in high school junior junior about my junior year and the teams that duke had you know they had chris duhan uh jay uh williams you know um they had you know nate come off the bench you know obviously they were a little bit taller than this team because you know had dunleavy at the three who was like six nine six ten you know and then and boozer uh and of course you know the one only shane battier as well but you know it kind of it kind of reminded me of like you know those those teams had like you know and daniel Hewen came in uh they had those guards you know Right there, and those 
those three guards I mentioned, it kind of remind me of that kind of like that same situation where you can kind of plug in guys here and there and kind of make the make the team a little bit different looks throughout the season. And I think that's something that we're going to see um, um, throughout the whole course of the season. But uh, honestly, I think this is going to be a great situation for us because it kind of, in my mind, I'm like a version of like, you know, you know, the running rebels meets, mm-hmm. you know, the 40 minutes of hell, uh, you know, that type of thing where you just, it's everybody's on the go, on go, on go. And then all of a sudden, there's no let uh, no let up when somebody else comes in the game. And I think, you know, having like that little hockey, you know, substitution where you got three, four, five guys coming in and out, whatever, and you just kind of just going back and forth. I think yeah. that's the version I have in my mind. Obviously, I haven't seen them practice, but in my mind, that's the version of the team. I'm thinking like, oh, this is what we could be, you know, and just kind of just be running over everybody, you know, basically a track team. <laughs> yeah, track team, um, hockey li- line shift, you know, three guys in, three guys out, that kind of thing, line change. Um, line change. See, I'm line not, change. That's what I'm trying to think. Yeah, of. I'm yeah. not familiar with uh, hockey like that, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though. <laughs> I do. Hockey. Hockey actually gets started in the triangle this week with the Carolina Hurricanes at their home opener Wednesday night. So, um, but uh, yeah, so hockey's on the brain here too. But hopefully, okay, I'm, okay. I'm going to get to see a practice this week, um, uh, and uh, I'll get to have a little more report on what I see firsthand. Um, there's a, you know one preseason practice maybe they. Uh, uh, the guy, people that donate money to the children's hospital to have a little open practice for the donors to help support the great work they do at Duke Children's Hospital. So that's an opportunity to see the Blue Devils in, in action on practice for it. So is, is that the the no, that's not the, the dribble. Um no, that was last weekend. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Right. That was something different out. It was out in Kayville area, uh, back behind Cameron. But uh so uh the next time we we get together for a podcast next week, um, I'll be able to talk a little bit about what I see firsthand uh, at that practice that'll be that'll be great to, to be able to share that um and then after that you know we'll be getting ready for countdown on october 20th uh, and then uh the thing that night i want to see is jared mccain's dance moves when he comes out for his, his introduction he's already got like two million tiktok followers for all of his dance moves so i heard i mean i haven't seen him on tiktok but i heard he has a huge following i'm like I, I want to see some of this. You know, is it kind of like you know how? Um, and I hate to say it because you know, uh, is it you no know, the other school, the other blue, whatever? But Danny Green oh, was known yeah. for a lot of his his dancing and Russell Westbrook type thing, whatever. So I want to see if it's on the stage of you know those type players because you know they always made like some kind of new dance for every game. And there's a lot of games, so you go for doing a lot of different dances. So <laughs> yeah, and he's been building this following since the pandemic. So like three years of building this, okay. he's got a lot of he's got a lot of material. Apparently. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and th- now the key will be to have new material every game if he could do that. But uh, um, he's an interesting guy. He's really, I did okay. a feature about him. I'll plug my work there. If people want to look it up at news, newsobserver.com. I wrote a feature about him last week. He's a really intriguing guy, just a um, very comfortable, um, uh, just kind of a free spirit. But Shire said when he gets on the court, man, he locks in. He's got that switch where he can. He's just very, as I wrote, he's very comfortable in his own skin. You know, one of those type of people that he he lives his life the way he wants to live it and and having fun and all that. But he also knows when it's time to work, he gets out there and gets it done. He's he's a fierce competitor type guy. So okay, um, okay, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it? It definitely. I mean, you know, how many young guys you know, a young you know people, regardless of the, the gender. Uh, that you know that is able to do that switch. You know, I can uh, be young and I'm playing around and I, all of a sudden I cross over that line and all of a sudden it's business. This is why I'm here. You know, and those, 
I commend them. A lot of young people, especially at that age, this, you know, freshman year, going into freshman year, they don't have that, you know, discipline and they're learning how to be disciplined and how to do that. And he's already has it. So that speaks volumes about him and how he's brought up and his maturity level. Yeah, he's, he's really something else. So um, he's part of a good freshman class. Sean Stewart, I want to mention him, uh, six nine uh, uh, center or forward from, uh, from down in Florida, down in Windermere, Florida. He broke Zion's um, standing leap record uh, by a half inch. So anytime that. you're breaking his Zion that. record at Duke. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I was like, are, are you sure? I mean, <laughs> we saw what Zion could do when he was at Duke too, you know, throughout the league as well. But I was like, if he's doing this, there's going to be a lot of high flying I'm going to see this year. Hopefully, I'm hoping, you know, to see this year. Yeah, yeah. So, this freshman class, you know, I mentioned Caleb Foster, uh, who you saw, and then T.J. Powers is the, the fourth guy we will mention um, right, from right. the New England area. He's also a really good baseball pitcher, and he's talking with Coach Pollard at Duke Baseball about maybe <laughs> trying to, to be two sports and maybe, you know, once basketball's done um, – you know, he could come in and be a reliever. I don't think he could just get his arm built up to be a starter, but he, he can throw up in the nineties. He's a, he's got a, he's got a cannon and um, he's got maybe pro baseball potential with his, with an arm like that. If he wanted to. Has that happened before with any of the Duke guys that was able to play a, another sport while at Duke? Reggie Love is the only guy I remember. Well, he was a football player that came in basketball. I'm talking about an actual yes. like, basketball player who came in for basketball that played another sport though. Nobody's coming to mind in my head. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking that too. I, yeah. I mean, that was impressive what so, Reggie did too, but still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Again, okay. he said he's just kind of, I mean, Shire's open to it. And uh, um, TJ said he's, again, just kind of talking with Coach Pollard because it would be, you know, he's got a, they, they do a lot of work in, in the fall for baseball and then they start their season in February. And by the time Duke's done with basketball, you hope, obviously, it's early April. Uh, you're halfway through the ACC schedule in baseball. So is he able to turn it around and get out there and not, not hurt his arm by starting to pitch, you know, and he doesn't want to spend time pitching during basketball season, right? You might mess up that. So there's a lot of, a lot of hurdles to clear here, but um, yeah, he's got I mean, to tell. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think about it like that. Like, you know, does he de- dedicate, you know, a day or two every week, you know, during the basketball season to, get yourself built up and build a foundation. I never thought about it like that. Like, you know, when you were a kid, you know, you go from season to season, you're not really overlapping different seasons like that. So that's, that's going to be interesting to see how he's able to do that and maintain maintain his body to be able to, you know, stay healthy, you know, right. to go, go through both if he's able to do that. So that's yeah, that's very interesting. I never thought about it like that, like how you're going to flip the switch like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll see. That's one one thing to watch a little interesting when I go there for the Blue Devils with with the freshmen, but uh, yeah, this is one year that we're not talking about the freshmen coming in and what they need to be like all ACC players or, or starters or even, right. We're talking one of them, only one may start. And usually we're talking about four of them coming in starting, right? So um, right, you mentioned right, earlier right. with so many people coming back, mm-hmm. nobody transferred, nobody transferred in, but nobody transferred out, which no transfer portal activity for the Duke Blue Devils this year. Amazing. Like the team yeah. would have that. So yeah. Shire's yeah. built kind of a good uh, uh, foundation here for his program, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And then he'd wind up by uh, doing a three captains this year, right? It's a trio. Yep. 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 So uh, one of the transfers, you know, which was uh, Ryan Young. I think he was Shire's first, yeah? 
He was a transfer. Yes, he came in last year from North Northwestern. That, that's Shara's first transfer, right? That's like yeah, he and then yeah. um, Grandison came in from Illinois last year as well. Okay, at the okay. Same time. So yeah, I think I was, Ryan did commit first. Yeah. He was first one. Yeah. So mm -hmm. his first transfer is now the uh, one of the uh, you know a third of the you know captains along with. Uh, yep. Jeremy Roach and I believe uh sophomore um Proctor Tyre Tyrese, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um yeah, that was pretty cool to kind of see that because I can't remember, you know, being that young and being a, a a Duke captain. And I know obviously times have changed and you know, people not you know staying as long, but I was like a sophomore, that's kind of like, you know, it's not you don't see that too often with Duke basketball. You don't, and um I wanna say so the last time it happened was um Ty, uh, uh, Trey Jones, uh, Trey, okay, in uh, 20, his sophomore year, coming back after Zion and RJ it. left, right? So he was. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah Trey. Yeah, yeah, yeah not Ty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trey, Trey, Trey came back for you. his sophomore year. He was a captain. Before that, you have to go back to 2007. Josh McRoberts was a captain as a sophomore, and. Well, that's when terrible. we all yeah, that's when we all left. Uh because yeah. it was like yeah, it was like me, JJ, Sean Dockery, Lee Maggioni. I, I think it was like five or six of us had left. So they had another squad, as you know, you know, that year didn't go as well as we we hoped it, you know, to go. But yeah. Right. Right. I, I feel bad because I I think Paulus may have been a captain that used to be. I'm not sure. Let's see. I'm um, pretty sure. No, he, was. He, would, no? he wouldn't have been a he went. He, he was there with Josh that year. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't. I, I yeah. hate that I can't remember. No, uh, no who the other, I, I know there was another one. There was another. So, there were two sophomores that were captains that year, and okay. I wrote about it now. And sorry, I apologize to our listeners. It's escaping me. So I'm having one <laughs> no of those problem. No problem. Senior moments. <laughs> no but, problem. But it, this is only the third season in all of Duke basketball history where a sophomore has been a captain. Yeah, so, that's that's wild. That's wild. It speaks well to Tyrese. Yeah. And what he did coming in a year early last year. Yeah. yeah. From Australia, totally different country, all that. Not Adjusted his to parents, the culture. His family for months at a time as a young yeah. kid. Yeah. 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 So good for Tyrese. Mm -hmm. um, and Jeremy, too, uh, you know, for coming back and, uh, uh, you know, agreeing that pro basketball wasn't for him right now. And uh, he's uh, um, he's got that going on so he can be a captain for, you know, another year. A four-year guy at Duke, which again is rare, but uh, um, you know Grayson Allen did that. He had four years, then he went to the NBA. So it does, it does happen. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> does. It's, it's, it's rare, but it's, it it does happen. So I mean, I'm glad to see that. Obviously, a little bit selfish because I wanted you know our team to be the best that we can be, and obviously with him on the team, he's going to be you know a very vital to, you know piece to our team. So it's going to be interesting to see how. Um, I know he's a little bit more soft-spoken. Uh, you know, when he's, when he's out there on the court. And I know um, Ryan has become more of a the vocal leader out there with this group. So it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic goes back and forth and then how, you know, Tyrese kind of fits in with uh, his play, his say, because, you know, he's still, he's still quote unquote learning as well, but he's one of the more older guys on the team being a sophomore. Yeah. yeah. And we talked back about the culture that Shire has built that, you know, Filipowski would have been a first-round pick. He got a first-round grade from the NBA, uh, you know, the, the pre-draft stuff. And Proctor would have probably been taken in the late first round or or maybe higher, but he would have been a first-round guy too had had both those guys decided to go. So um, this wasn't a case where they weren't wanted. We know they were 
I think Flip, you know, he, of course, he had to deal with the uh, surgeries and he wanted to get that right so he could go in the NBA fully healthy after a strong season at Duke. Uh, it really made sense for him to do that, um, uh, which I know Blue Devil fans and heck, college basketball fans should be glad he did that. It makes the game better, you know, when we've got guys like Agree, like agree, agree, yeah. Coming back. So, um, um, so uh, yeah, we got we talked about what's coming up here with Countdown. Uh, and then the uh, first exhibition game is not until November the 1st. Uh, the season opener is November the 6th against Dartmouth. Um, so uh, the next few weeks here, just to kind of preview what we've got coming up here on the on the pod, um, we're going to have weekly weekly episodes now up until mm-hmm. we get into the regular season. And then we'll, like last year, we'll expand it to twice a week uh, when we have games to talk about. Right. So, um, yeah, we look forward to that. Uh, look forward to everybody joining us as we get back into the routine here of talking about Duke basketball because it looks like it's going to be, you know, another special season. I think uh, when the rankings come out, uh, which will be coming up here in a couple of weeks, soon, preseason yep. AP yep. rankings, uh, I'll be surprised if Duke's not in the top five. Um, should possibly be top, should be top two. So, I mean, I was expecting no number load, one. Yeah, no, no loading two, but yeah, yeah, that's just me. <laughs> it shouldn't be. I, I honestly, I'm not, and I'm not a voter in basketball. I vote in football, but somebody else votes in basketball from our our paper. He's only allowed one. So, uh, Luke DeCock, our columnist, is the uh, is our voter. But I'll be surprised if Duke's below number two. Honestly, I think uh, with the starters back, like you talked about, uh, we've all talked about this this pod. Um, uh, Kansas will probably challenge him for the number one with, with Hunter Dickinson coming from, uh, from Michigan. Um, they've got a pretty good team there, of course, but uh, again, it's looking pretty strong <laughs> once again. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And hopefully since we're doing uh once a week until uh, the season starts, hopefully we can get some good news about some future recruits and everything uh, trying to commit. So that's the, uh, I know when uh, I've been reading different articles about like, you know, people saying oh, they might be getting ready to commit soon and they push it back and yeah. all this type of stuff. So hopefully uh, we get some good news about uh, at least a couple of uh, uh, recruits. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, Cooper flag, we, Cooper we could flag. talk about it. The school okay. camp, Shire camp, right. we could talk okay. about it. Cooper's coming here um, for countdown for his official okay. visit weekend. He's been okay. here for an unofficial. Right. Um, uh, he actually he was doing his official visit to UConn when I was up there when Duke played UConn in football. Okay, that weekend and Duke, of course, crushed UConn in football. So I don't know if that sent a message to him. I don't know <laughs> that'll make a factor. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. see him at the game, but he may have been there. I don't know. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I know he canceled his visit with uh, Kansas, so yes, um, I read it was between us and uh, UConn. So uh, unless right. uh, unless I, I'm not sure what's going to be the deciding factor, but I'm hoping that he has a really good visit um, here at Duke. You know, he reclassified because he was supposed to be, you know, next year or whatever, but he reclassified. I mean, sorry, but, uh, two years, but he reclassified, mm-hmm. so he's going to be coming out next year now, so I don't know. We're going to see what's happening with him. I don't know what's happening with uh, Ron Harper's kid, you know. Um, yep. uh, also, uh, with I don't know how to say his last name, Patrick uh, Ngamba? Yes, yes, from Virginia. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So those three guys right there. Um, just hoping to see some good news, maybe two to three. So we, we shall see. So <laughs> I think if you get two of those three, you've done really well. Yes, right? yes. you can't complain yes, uh, if one correct. of those gets away. So you take yeah. two or three for sure. And uh, and yeah, uh, flag he reclassified. He was in the same class with with the, Boozer's Boozer sons. Twins. Yep, yep. yep. And uh, that would have been impossible for them all to play at the same school. It would have been really hard. Right? Yeah, so. yeah. I mean. 
<laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm sure you can figure out a way, but you know. <laughs> but so, hey, it, it is what it is. So we shall we, we shall see how things uh, you know kind of play out. But uh, yeah. I, you put talent on the court. You know, Cream will always want to ride to the top, so they can figure out a way. So I think Shire would fight. He'd fight. He'd like to have that problem. He would like to have. Had yeah, a that's a good problem to have. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah, of the boozers and flag on the same on the same team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll be monitoring on countdown. What flag, you know, he'll be sitting there behind the bench. I'm sure he always, they always have the crew sitting mm-hmm. right back there. I'm sure the crazies will go for him to come sit with them while they watch yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. blue white uh, that night. So it's going to be an exciting night for this year's team and the future of Duke basketball. So um, we'll have a report about that, not the next episode, but the one after that, I'll be able to talk about countdown. And by okay. then we'll be, you know, we'll be getting close to the season. So anyway, yeah. well, that's it for this week's uh, edition, everybody. Appreciate everybody joining us as we get back into the routine. Yeah. Uh, yeah for the Duke basketball, uh, the grind that's coming the season. Um, it's a fun grind though. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as Duke gets done going to the orange bowl in football. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All, all right. Well, everybody, thanks a lot for joining us this week. Uh, we will uh, be back next week for another episode of the believe in Duke podcast sponsored by bet online. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.